Bada bing, bada bam. Welcome to this week's Bacon a Mystery, Bacon a Murder episode. We're starting off May's episodes with a strong bada bing, bada bam, okay? Because here's two things that I'm currently so obsessed with, and I realize that they have a common theme. I'm obsessed with fantasy YA books, and I'm obsessed with K-dramas. And the common theme is, in the fantasy YA books, it's two attractive white men lusting after an attractive white girl. And then in the K-dramas, it's two attractive Korean men lusting after an attractive Korean girl. <laughs> I fucking live for these love triangles. I can't get enough. But this one is um, not as lovey-dovey as you might imagine. So you know how we recently did The Glory, and that's all about what happens when a woman that's been bullied in her high school years takes revenge 20 years later, and it was so juicy, it was so good. There is a K-drama where it's basically just the high school version, but more complicated, more subplots, more evil characters, more sinister parents. More evil? Oh, it's so freaking good. You want to put the knife down? No, I'm just kidding. So today we're talking about the Hulu series called Revenge of Others. I was a little bit hesitant about this, but the reason that I watched was because the main character in this, her name is um Chunmi. I'm gonna call her something else, okay? Her name is Chunmi, but this is the girl that plays Hagyeonjin from Glory, but the kid version. She plays oh. the high school bully from the Glory. But is she a bully in here? No, she's the victim. Oh, oh my god. Character development. <laughs> she transferred schools and went from being a bully to the victim. So uh, let's get started. This story starts with a pair of twins. We have Tenmi. This is the glory girl, uh, the main character. We're going to call her Claire. And then we have Tangyu, which is Chris. They're a pair of twins. Claire and Chris are twins. And their whole shtick as twins is that they like to pretend that they freaking despise each other's guts. But they actually have a pretty healthy sibling relationship. I know, very shocking. But really, all they ever had growing up was each other. They were both abandoned ever since they were kids. Um, ever since they were eight years old, I think. No, maybe even younger, I think like six years old. Their parents took them to this massive cherry blossom season festival and then abandoned them in one of the busiest, prettiest parts of South Korea. And now, now they're in high school. So Chris goes to a very prestigious high school in Seoul, which is the capital of South Korea. He goes to a place called Yongtan High School, and Claire is in Busan for an athletic school. So she's a sharpshooter. She's on the shooting club. She loves to shoot them pistols, which I feel like wouldn't fly in a, in a teen drama in the US. But it's a K-drama, so it's like super cool and they make it not violent. Yeah, anyway. And I have a feeling that shooting skills gonna come in handy very soon. Actually, no. Really? And I was so glad it didn't. Really? Because the last thing I wanted was her to be ninjaing people in the school bathrooms and defending herself with her ninja skills. Because huh. I just don't like that. I don't like it when high schoolers know karate moves. I'm like, where did you learn that? Okay, I was tripping in hallways. I was looking like a loser, popping my pimples in the bathroom. And you're telling me you fucking know kung fu? Get out of here. So anyway. It sounds like she has the cooler life. Maybe the more prestigious life, doesn't it? She's in an athletic school in Busan. But the truth is, they're both from Busan and she never got adopted. So she actually still lives in the orphanage in Busan. Her brother Chris was adopted when they were younger. He went to go live with this very well-off family in Seoul and Claire just was never adopted. So even to this day, she's still at the orphanage. 
The two stay in touch though. They FaceTime almost every single day to talk to each other and they bicker nonstop about the fact that he was born just 10 minutes earlier. So he insists, you gotta call me Opa, which she does. But in the most overly cringe twin sister way, she's like, Opa, Opa, Tenya, which means like fucking satisfied now, bitch. So she does call him Opa. So the opening scene of this series is them FaceTiming while she's at the beach in Busan and he is in one of the classrooms during their breaks. He's sitting on the ledge of the classroom window while he is talking to her. And it's technically like not a break. I think that they're supposed to be like a school pep rally, but he's not really into that kind of stuff. So he's skipping and he's calling his twin sister and he tells her, hey, I'm actually gonna come to Busan this weekend and come see you. What? For what? I just, uh, I got something I want to tell you. What? What do you want to tell me? It's just, it's something, okay? What? Just give me a clue. I'm not going to wait until this weekend. Like, I'm going to go crazy. Wait, hold on a second. So Chris sees someone walking into the classroom, which, I mean, should be a normal thing, right? But Chris's face says otherwise. He looks almost concerned, almost afraid. He puts his phone down, so his sister is literally just staring at the ceiling at this point. He takes off his earbud, and we don't know what happens in the next few moments. All we know is that whoever walked in through that room, they don't share words, him and Chris. They don't talk. There's no noise. Claire can't even see what's going on. The phone is just pointed at the ceiling. She can't hear anything, so she doesn't really suspect anything sinister is going on. But alas... We see Chris being shoved out the window that he was sitting on the ledge of and falling to his death in the snow at this prestigious whole high school. Which, by the way, do you want to know how prestigious this high school looks? It looks like a Oxford College campus, Cambridge University campus. It looks like the most insane private school in Seoul to so have that Chris, much land. Oh, yes. So Chris got adopted into like a very wealthy family. Very wealthy family. Uh, so these are all like rich brats. Or really, so in Korea, of course, because you gotta get the K-drama moments, you can either be admitted because you're really rich or because you're actually pretty smart and studious. Mm. Or you have some sort of talent so you can get into like an athletic program or something like that. Mm. Okay, so we are making these little hot pockets that I saw on TikTok, but they're chocolate hot pockets. All you need is some puff pastry. Maybe you should throw a chocolate on there and then cut it around. <sighs> so, uh, opening scene, Claire's twin brother gets murdered. It's like escalating real quick. I saw people just do regular Hershey's bars in here, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do these little peanut butter cups. So this is chocolate hot pocket. Oh yeah. Whoa. Feel it good, no? Yeah. Okay. Real tight. Real tight. I know. Don't cut too too. Give it some room. Otherwise, it might bust open. <laughs> Are you hitting on me or something? <laughs> I just feel a lot of sexual tension today. <laughs> Makes one of us. <laughs> anyway, Chris, Claire's twin brother, is murdered while she's on the phone, but she doesn't have any idea. All we know is that she has no idea what happened. A hand covers the screen and hangs up on her. We see a hooded figure running down the school stairs. Now, back in Busan, Claire proceeds through the rest of her day. I mean, she thinks it's weird. She tries calling her brother back. She tries texting him, but she thinks maybe he just got distracted. She goes to a pistol championship, 
where she places bronze. And let me tell you, the way that this girl shoots is out of this world, okay? She'd be shooting with one hand and her hand in her pocket. She's like this. Okay? And she places bronze. She said that she could have placed gold, but she made a stupid mistake. She kept thinking about that phone call with her brother earlier. She's been trying to call him and he hasn't been picking up. His phone was actually off at this point. She makes plans to visit him in Seoul that weekend and she clearly doesn't know anyone. She's worried enough that she packs a little overnight bag, takes a train all the way to Seoul. She doesn't have his adoptive parents' contacts. She doesn't know any of his friends. She ends up just at his high school waiting around the gates. I mean, she doesn't know anybody. These two high school guys walk up towards the gates and she's, I I'm so sorry. Um, do you guys know a Chris Oak? Chris? Chris Oak? Do you, do you know Chris Oak? Oh, we don't know anyone by Chris Oak that goes to the school. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's, thank you. Thank you again. And the guys start walking off, but then she stops him. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Do you know um, a William Park? So I'm guessing that this is her brother's adoptive name. Mm. Oh. William Park? Yeah, a William Park that goes to this school. The two guys, they share a hesitant look. Uh, why do you ask? I, I've been trying to reach him, but if you could just point me towards where he would be, or maybe a close friend that would know where he is right now. I, I'm not a stalker or anything, I swear. I actually have um, pictures of us, and she's pulling out her phone, and she's looking for pictures of them, but the two guys look stressed, and one of them finally says, William Park is dead. And we see Claire lose her mind, okay? We just see her stumbling away from the school. Literally, I mean, she stops on the side of the street to throw up her breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She eventually ends up somehow at his grave, which I know it sounds like it moves fast in Korea, but this has been like a couple of days, and graves in Korea are inside of these, they're like, what do you call them? Memorials? They're inside of a building, and everyone gets a little glass yeah. box. So she ends up going there, and she runs into, you guessed it, William's adoptive parents. She's bawling her eyes out. She and never met them? She's only seen them when they came to pick him up. Mm. And, and they're disgusted by looking at her. Wait, what? They're looking at her, and they tell her, you're his twin sister, aren't you? We didn't even know that he was in contact with you after we adopted him. The dad says, but it's not the only thing he was hiding. William was living in such, such sin, seduced by evil. What? What did you just say? Not once did he mention you to us. Not once did he say that he was still in contact with you. How can you say these things right now? Were you not his parents? Were you not his guardians? How can you say this about him after he dies? Young lady, listen to us. Suicide is such a big sin that we can't even show our faces around the saints right now. So they're super religious to the point of having um, zero empathy and being evil. And to the point of not being religious because I'm pretty sure rule number one of being religious is being a nice fucking decent human being. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so Claire is shocked. She keeps crying. Are you, are you not even grieving at all? How dare you question us, you ungrateful little. And a taxi pulls up and they get inside, but Claire is a wreck. She starts grabbing at the adoptive mom's arm like, Ajuma, please just give me his phone. Give me his phone. Ah, let go of me, you crazy little shit. I don't have it. The cops can't even find it. How dare you ask me where his phone? Let go. 
They have to physically pry her off the woman who gets into the taxi and just drives off, leaving Claire alone, in tears, in grief, in, I mean, just the worst state of her life. But just maybe, just maybe, not all hope is lost because we cut to a scene at the police station. And there is a woman going through the security footage of the Youngstown High School front door. So from the front door, you can't really see into the classrooms, but you can get a glimpse onto um, like the ground level, right? And you can see the way that Chris lands with his back on the snow, which is kind of crazy because nobody jumps like that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's a rookie cop next to her, and we're just gonna call him rookie. the annoying one or rookie, okay? But he acts like he knows everything. He's been in the department longer than her, but he's kind of a rookie. She's much smarter. Uh, detective, that case was closed two days before you were transferred here. I know, I'm just watching. Can I not do that? <sighs> I see. Being from the special victims unit, you're a little bored in our gang violence. You feel like that's not exciting enough, right? Maybe you don't have enough work. Uh, fuck the gangs, who cares about the gangs? Let them be violent, right? Easy peasy. Isn't it time for your lunch? You're vegetarian, right? So we're gonna call her Detective Janet. You're vegetarian, right? Detective Janet? I'm not, so I guess I'll go slaughter some animals for lunch and be right back. And in that moment, another rookie cop walks in with Claire, whose eyes are bloodshot. Um, this girl claims to be the younger sister of the Youngtown School suicide victim. She would like to talk to the person in charge of that case. Janet sits down with her, and the rookie cop, the annoying one, he's, he stays, he doesn't go to lunch, and he starts going over the Youngstown files, and he smirks before Claire can even talk. He throws the files onto the desk. What kind of fucking joke are you? The case file states that he's an only child, so what kind of psycho are you claiming to be his little sister? What's up with the Janet attitude? gives Yeah, Janet gives him a death glare. Please, it's not suicide, you guys. It's not. I, I'm his twin. He was adopted at eight years old to the Park family, but I, I'm his twin. I'm currently living in the Hansang Orphanage in Busan. His real name was Chris before he was adopted. So, are you saying that someone killed your brother? Yes, that morning we were on FaceTime and he was fine. He even made plans to visit me in Busan this weekend. Janet is sympathetic. Oftentimes, People will make plans before they follow through with their other plans. No, no, my brother would never do something like that. It's common for this type of thing to be impulsive. Even if he had made plans to see you, it could have been that he... No, <laughs> my brother is just not that person and someone was there that day. They ended the FaceTime afterwards. The person who killed him was the one that killed him and then hung up on my FaceTime. Claire, it's a classroom. Anyone is allowed inside. Just because someone entered and the call was ended doesn't indicate that he was killed. The other detective says, besides, his family have already looked over it and they determined it was a suicide as well. Then where is his phone? The person who did it, they took his phone. They took it. Young lady, I know you're grieving right now. Claire stands up and I literally started crying five minutes into the series and she starts looking around at all the cops at their desk. And she says, my brother would never do that. She's like trying to make eye contact with 
just even one of them, mm. and no one will look at her. And she's like, please, you don't know him. I know my brother. Wh what are you guys all doing? You guys all call yourself police, but what are you doing? You need to find the killer, please. And she's like crying, and no one will look at her. Oh my god. Yeah. Man, they're really good at making like these characters so... And they won't look at her. And she's just crying and bawling, and they don't do anything. So that night, Claire decides she's moving to Seoul. It's gonna take about a semester for her to get here. So after winter break, she's gonna transfer in as the shooting range. She's actually really, really good. Enough to get transferred. She's gonna transfer in and figure out who the hell killed her brother. Now, at this point, we get introduced to a new character. This is gonna be like another main character, okay? We have got Sebastian. Oh yeah, that's a Korean name. <laughs> Sebastian is also a high schooler at this school at Yoksan, and he is oddly well-connected. He's not smart, so I'm not entirely sure how he got it. Oh, yes I do. He, he's in boxing, jujitsu. So he's also there for athletics, okay? But he's oddly well-connected. Let me give you an example. He works part-time at, at a bowling alley and as a part-time delivery driver. Anyway, he asks his boss if he could leave at four next week. His boss is like, yeah, you could leave at four next week. On Saturday? Yeah, sounds good. Next Saturday rolls around and the boss is like, well shit, did you get someone to cover your shift? Then I don't care what I said last week. If no one's covering your shift, you can't leave at four. He ends up calling up a boxing coach, the landlord of the building, and the local police sergeant. They all show up to cover his shift. Wait, 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 wait. He called the police? Yeah. To cover well, he knows a police officer, and his <laughs> boxing coach, and the landlord of the bowling alley. And the manager's like, ah, Mr. Landlord, how do you know, how do you know Sebastian? Ah, my dance teacher. So they all cover his shift for him. Sebastian is a dance teacher? Yeah, he does a lot to try and make a living, okay? Uh, so he's not rich, he's just like mm -hmm. well-rounded. And they all show up because they know where he's going, okay? The kid is very likable. At 4 p.m., he goes to a care facility to visit his mom. She's wheelchair-bound, and he stops to talk to the receptionist who tells him, I didn't want to say anything to you because I didn't want to stress you out, but... The doctors have been talking about discharging your mom soon. You haven't paid the balance in a while. I, I'm sorry, uh, I will wire the money as soon as I can, I promise. Okay, well, I'll go grab your mom. And his mom is wheeled out to the lobby to see him and he takes her on this long walk and he keeps telling her, you look pretty today, mom. You look handsome, my son. I'm always handsome. What? <laughs> and she laughs and she says, well, how's school? How's studying? Is everything okay? Of course, mom. I told you I'm smart and I'm handsome. Do you sleep well? Are you eating well? Yes, yes. Don't focus on me so much. Stop visiting so often. I just want you to focus on your schools. You're a senior. We need to get you, we need to get you into some good colleges next year. Just focus on studying. Mom, I told you I can only focus on studying after I've come to see you. So, on his way home, he ends up collapsing on his scooter. Yeah, okay, not a car accident, because that's a little bit too tropey for K-drama, but he faints at a red light and he's rushed to the hospital to be evaluated. But it doesn't seem like it was an innocent little poop. The doctors will only talk to him if he brings in a guardian, because he's a minor. But he's like, my mom can't make it. So they say, well, if your mom can't make it, you can bring a high school teacher, that's fine. 
but he never shows up. He's busy. He has to go to boxing lessons so that he can stay in the school. He has to go look for his stolen scooter because after he fainted, literally someone stole his fucking scooter. Okay? And then they put it up for sale. And he went to go meet with the seller, but they had already sold it. You guessed it. Because Seoul is in this drama, in this fucking K-drama. Seoul smallest metropolitan city in the world. I think there's only five people that live in the whole city because they sold it to Claire. Sebastian shows up, finds Claire with her newly purchased scooter. And he's like, hey, thief, that's my fucking scooter. No, it's not. It's mine. I just bought it. Open the compartment. There's a skull sticker. Skull sticker. Okay. She gets up, opens the compartment, and sure enough, there's a school sticker. So what? I just bought it with cash, so it's mine. You just bought a stolen scooter, meaning you're a middlewoman to a stolen transaction. I get that you're upset, but go find the thieves. What are you doing complaining to me for? She ends up driving off before he can stop her, but he does follow her. He finds the scooter parked under a dorm that she's trying to rent, and he runs in to the fuck. Sellers, they have a tracker on their scooter and their plan is to steal the scooter again, sell it, steal it again, sell it. Yeah, so they're gonna steal it from Claire who they just sold it to. What the f Oh yeah, so Sebastian is pissed. He confronts them with his boxing skills. He starts taking them down, he starts wrecking them. And when they're both on the ground, he finally says, give me my money back so I can buy a scooter. Yeah, he's about to, he's about to get his money. But they sneakily grab a wooden stick and slam him on his head and he starts blacking out again, just like he did on the scooter the first time at the red light. Claire comes down from the dorm that she just rented, sees two guys whip off in a scooter, not hers, his scooter that he was borrowing. So Sebastian was borrowing his coach's scooter and they stole it too. Bro, please, what's Bro, going on? Sebastian is like kind of a mess right now. <laughs> Dude. Like he's supposed to be the hot love interest, but he's kind of a wreck. <laughs> she sees Sebastian walking around looking dazed, okay? <laughs> looking dazed. He's scrambling on the road when a truck driver who's texting on his phone is heading straight towards him. So she grabs him and throws him on the side. She buys him a water to wash off all the dirt on his face and tells him, Hey, you know what a lifesaver is? Because I'm your fucking lifesaver. You can at least say thank you. Anyway. They're, they're kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, consider us even now. <sighs> he scoffs. The next day at school, she starts her first day and she realizes as she's scootering to school, she is going to, and she's having like this really deep, dark monologue, okay? I am going to the school that my brother went to. I'm going to go to the same school as my brother's killer. She's thinking all these deep dots when they, she hits a crossroad and another scooter is there. She swerves and slams right into, in Korea, you have to separate your trash. There's something called a food trash can where it's just bags of liquid food, ah. leftover food, and it's all over her now. And you guessed it, the other person on the bike, because Ho is literally the smallest city in the world in this drama, is Sebastian. Oh my gosh, she's gonna be stinky all day. Yeah, first pretty day. much. First day. Uh, but classic. He, he helps her wash it, just like she helped him yesterday with the water. At the end, he ends up giving her his jacket before they drive off to school. 
side by side. Okay, kind of cute. She ends up walking into the school by herself and all the kids are already whispering about her. The school uniform that she's wearing, the jacket, this is a Korean school, okay? It's a men's jacket. It's not the girl's jacket. The girl's jacket looks different, which is kind of scandalous in South Korea. If you're wearing a guy's uniform, maybe you're him, okay? Maybe you're dating him. That's literally like borrowing someone's hoodie in high school. You're dating. But when the girls see the name tag on her uniform, it's even more scandalous. Because not only is she wearing Sebastian's jacket, but Sebastian is the love interest of the queen bitch of the school, Rachel. Rachel is rich. Rachel is pretty. Rachel is popular. Rachel has a big fat crush on Sebastian. And she's also got her two little minions. Her two little minions called Minion 1 and Minion 2, they run and report to her that there's a new transfer going around wearing Sebastian's uniform. <laughs> and what's the bitch's name? Well, I don't know, because it was Sebastian's name tag on there. But if she just transferred, how would she already know Sebastian? Really smart thoughts, okay? We find out that Claire was transferred to this prestigious school based off of her shooting ability. She gets introduced to the first class where she has to insa to everyone, which is basically tell all the students her name, why she's here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And in her class are Rachel, the two minions, and in the very back, Sebastian. They both look annoyed at each other. Claire takes a seat and the teacher starts nagging at Sebastian. And where's your uniform, Sebastian? You just love shaking things up, don't you? Oh, my uh, jacket, uh, I... Claire is not really interested in high school politics. So we even got glimpses of her high school in Pusan and Pusan is kind of like, it's, it's the southern tip of the peninsula and everything is slower there. Everything is more relaxed. People are known to be a lot more they're not like city folk. They're not like uptight and like they got all their politics going on. They just really like to chill out by the beach. Like that's kind of the energy. So that's kind of the energy of the high school that she went to. So Claire just goes, oh, I have his jacket. She takes it out of her bag and throws it at him. The whole class is silent and all the guys start going, okay, okay. Are you guys? already didn't she just transfer here they're trying to high five sebastian and rachel looks like she's about to freaking kill someone wait is rachel and sebastian dating or no um she wants to date him but he seems he doesn't not like her it just seems like he's just not that into her mm. like just kind of sees her more as a friend i think mm. but she's also not evil evil okay like right now i haven't seen anything that makes her evil Mm -hmm. She's just kind of bratty mm -hmm. so far, so far. Anyway, there's a lot of big things going on at this day in school because a Rolls Royce pulls up and a very, very rich woman in a full Chanel tweed suit comes out, opens the door for her son, Tibum. We're gonna call him Jay. He took some leave out of school because he had gotten into an accident, lost his memory, literally suffered amnesia, full force amnesia, and now he's being admitted back into the school, but he's a year older than everyone, but he's coming in as a senior. He should have graduated last year, but got into the accident. So what does he remember? Literally nothing. Oh, uh, Yeah. okay. So the principals, they treat the mom and Jay as if they're the owners of the freaking school, which is great. But so far, he seems like a cool Nepo rich kid. He doesn't seem like your stereotypical, like, Tebar entitled rich kid. He seems like a decent human being. 
<laughs> Which, why are we so shocked by? So anyway, the captain of the shooting team, let's call her Alyssa. Alyssa sits with Claire during lunch and nobody knows that Claire is William's twin because they don't even have the same name. As far as everybody in the school is concerned, they had no idea that William was adopted. Everyone thought that he was the park's only son. That's all they really knew. They did not know he was adopted. They did not know he had a twin sister and Claire Oak does not sound related to William Park. She's sitting with Alyssa and Claire goes, so did you know the kid, William Park? You already heard about what happened to him? Jeez, people talk fast. It must have been really traumatizing for those who are close with him. <coughs> yeah, probably AJ was the most traumatized. AJ was his girlfriend. I don't even think she showed up to school today. Claire heard her brother talking about AJ a few times, but she didn't know much about her. She didn't know if they were even that serious, but she asks Alyssa, can I get AJ's number? What? You don't even know AJ. I heard she was a trainee at an idol agency. I guess I just want to ask her some questions about it. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I'll give you her number. So after fifth period, Claire goes outside to call AJ, but when the phone picks up the call, it's Sebastian that's walking out behind her and continues walking. And he's like, it was hell. Hello. Hello. What? And she's so freaked out. She hangs up and he calls the number back and she immediately silences it. She's automatically suspicious of this guy because why the hell does he have AJ's phone? She starts following him onto the subway after school, straight up stalking the guy all the way to the hospital. She sees him meet up with his doctor in the hospital and they sit in the lobby where she's eavesdropping behind a vending machine. And the doctor tells him, since you tell me that you don't have a guardian that can make it, I guess I need to tell you directly. The reason that you keep fainting without cause, we checked your scans. You have a brain tumor. A brain tumor? A very dangerous one. So I just need surgery. How much is an operation like that? Surgery won't be a viable option. The location of the tumor is tricky. If we operate, it's a bit too dangerous. There's nothing that we can do at this moment. I mean, the only thing that we can do is hope that the tumor doesn't grow and just stays the way it is. Then what happens to me? Am I gonna die early? The doctor gives him six months to a year, maybe. Potentially he could last longer in this state if the tumor doesn't grow at all. It just stays the way it is. I have just been informed I will be meeting 120 of my fiance's family's closest friends, extended family, and all of those people in July, which sounds like a world away, but it's coming up soon. And it is up to me to be able to communicate with them. But they don't know that I've got a little superpower called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning for 30 years. They have an award-winning app where you can learn anytime, anywhere. And I have been so good with my Chinese lessons on Rosetta Stone. I think a huge reason for it is that it's so satisfying. It is so easy on Rosetta Stone. I can do these bite-sized little lessons that help me make real progress in as little as 10 minutes. So I feel incentivized to go back. Like I feel like I get this serotonin hit and I'm like, you know why it's just 10 minutes? Let me do another one. Let me do another one. I really also like how digestible all of the learning is. It feels really intuitive. I don't ever need to memorize things, which that's how I learned Spanish in high school for three to four years, like just flashcards. I don't remember a single thing. And if you guys feel that way, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages that you can choose from. Spanish, French, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Arabic, and Rosetta Stone goes beyond vocab. 
They focus on speaking practice and pronunciation. My fiance is a native Chinese speaker and he said that he was really impressed with Rosetta Stone. Hopefully by the time July comes around, I can be better equipped to talk to everyone at the party and this will just be amazing when we're traveling. For a limited time, our listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime unlimited subscription, which gives you guys access to all 25 of their languages forever for 40% off. Visit rosettastone.com baking today. Rosetta Stone, how language is learned. And we see the next few days, Sebastian doesn't show up for school. Claire seems to be the only one that knows why or what's going on, but she keeps his secret. She doesn't even tell him that she knows what's going on. She seems genuinely worried for him, but she also needs to focus on what happened to her brother because time is a ticking. So she attempts to go into the classroom that her brother allegedly jumped out of the window of. The doors are taped up like a crime scene, even though it's already a closed case. And she ignores the tape, enters the room. It's a chemistry lab. She just wants to see where her brother allegedly took his life. She's thinking back to the last conversation that she had with him when a person behind her starts speaking. She literally jumps out of her skin. It's Sebastian. Sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. No, it's, um, it's fine. But what are you doing here? Just, what are you doing here? Just reminded of this place today. Before winter break, there was a student who jumped out the window. He took his own life. He was in my class. Oh, uh, what reminded you of him today? I don't know, I guess it just came to mind. I wasn't that close with him. His name was William Park, but I saw him fall off. I'm the one that called the police. I'm sorry, what? Okay, but there's no way he's the killer, right? Like, no way. And he continues. I always wondered why he jumped, what drove him to make that decision. Is there really nothing after death? I guess I was just asking myself all these questions today and I came, why are you skipping class though, Claire? <laughs> what about you? You haven't been here for like a few days. I thought you were dropping out. I thought about dropping out, but then I realized I missed lunch. You missed the lunch here? The food? He pulls out a small tin of cat food. So there is a campus cat that we've been getting little shots of here and there. But I mean, the cat was doing nothing. It was just like, meow, okay? But they go downstairs to feed the cat and it's obviously a stray cat. And Sebastian tells her, his name is Lunch. I named him Lunch. So I feed him lunch every day. Claire watches as the cat is a little munching away on the food. He seemed hungry. Yeah, I, I guess because I wasn't here the past few days. Hey. If for whatever reason I don't show up to school again for a few days, do you mind feeding lunch? Yeah, sure. So she's acting like she has no idea because remember she stalked him to the hospital. She's not supposed to know that he's dying of a brain tumor, okay? Anyway, he continues. I was down here feeding lunch when it happened. I heard a thud. I turned the corner and I saw William laying in the snow. Wow. So they walk to get actual lunch and Sebastian is living his best life. He's like the popular kid. Sebastian is actually really popular. He very well liked amongst the preppy kids. That's like his little area. So Rachel's kind of preppy. All of his friends are a little bit, not like super preppy, but a little preppier. And he's telling stories of how he skipped school to go visit the ocean, riding his bike down the coast. And you know, Claire kind of feels bad watching him because that's not what he did. He's probably crying for like five days fucking straight. And all the kids are like, oh my God, you're so ballsy, like you're insane. And they're all just like having a freaking blast when all of a sudden a plate clatters onto the ground 
and everyone goes silent. The girl that dropped the plate, her name is Hana, and she is standing in front of three guys and she looks absolutely petrified, terrified enough to drop her plate. She runs off and the three guys, one of them looks fantastically evil, okay, starts yelling at everyone, and the fuck are you all looking at? So Alyssa fills Claire into what's going on. That guy is Jasper. I can't believe that he managed to get back into the school. The girl's Hana that you just saw was in photography class with him. He raped her in the dark room. The police couldn't find enough evidence. That's what they say, but it's just because his parents are filthy rich. He was just found guilty of verbal abuse. We thought that he was gonna transfer schools, but I guess he paid his due and he's back now. Wow. Claire is disgusted and she goes to back to her classroom where he's standing blocking her from her seat. So she bumps into him and she doesn't apologize. And that pisses him off and his two little minions. <laughs> Jasper says, you know, school feels a little different, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe because, and then one of the minions goes, yeah, maybe because William's not here anymore. What a real fucker he was. But at least you're the king of the class now with him gone. Hey, you think I'm happy that he's dead? No, I'm not. I wanted to beat his ass while he was still alive. And he starts laughing. It's a shame William died, isn't it? So nobody knows. They're just shit-talking William for no reason. But Claire is disgusted. She stands up from her seat and says, Yeah, do you have any respects for the dead? How dare you talk like that? I knew I didn't like you from the get-go. Who are you? And it's my mouth, so I can say whatever I want. You should watch what you say, you piece of shit. Everyone's got a lot of shit they want to say before they get beat up. And he raises his hand to slap her, punch her. I don't know, but Jay, do you remember Jay, Rolls Royce guy, rich kid, the richest kid in the school? He grabs his arm. Oh my oh God. Oh yeah, love triangle. And he says, that's enough. She's right, okay? That's no way to talk about the dead. Hey, if you're gonna get held back a year, why don't you sit down and shut the fuck up? <laughs> Wait, to Jay? Yeah. Oh. You think because your daddy's rich, it's gonna keep you safe here? He grabs Jay by the collar and tries to drag him out, but a guy named Oscar, who's like best friends with Jay. In fact, Oscar is like Jay's little minion. He calls Jay Hung everywhere he goes, and Oscar is kind of like that nerdy tall kid, but he's also very rich, and he's gonna be very important to all of this. But Oscar comes in and says, Jasper, enough. This isn't what I remember you telling the principal your first few days back we're gonna be like. Jasper, let's go, and wipes Jay's collar to make it straight again. Sorry about that. Let's go. Everyone carry on with your stupid bullshit. And he walks off. So we see Claire later at shooting practice when the principal and head administrators personally escort Jay into the shooting range. The coach is even bowing to Jay. That's literally how important his family is. The coach requests Claire to be his personal coach starting today until he can catch up with the rest of the team. Hopefully you guys can start today after school. Me? <laughs> yes, Claire, she's gonna take good care of him. I trust you. He's like making her bow. Uh, okay. So after school, Claire starts coaching him and I can see why the coach wants Claire to coach Jay because she seems like the only one in the entire school that doesn't care if he has money or not. She's literally yelling at him for having no skills. Meanwhile, AJ, William's girlfriend, goes to see Sebastian at work. Remember AJ, the one she was calling and Sebastian picked up? AJ, oh, that's the girlfriend. Went to see who? Sebastian, the, uh, 
The boxer boy. AJ is her dead cousin's girlfriend. Twin. Dead twin. I'm sorry. Dead twin's girlfriend. Yes. And she went to see him. Okay, got it. And she wants her phone back. So it was a favor. Her manager at the talent agency has been tracking her phone, and she just wanted to send him on a wild goose chase for a week. So Sebastian had her phone for the location. And her best friend, a blonde-haired Yuna, is there. Like platinum blonde. Bob cut bangs. She looks super cool. And AJ is thanking Sebastian for taking care of her phone. But as she goes through the messages, she's like, huh, I got 10 messages from this unknown number. This is Claire Oak. I'm a new chancellor in class three. I just wanted to ask you some questions about William Park. Sebastian is confused. Hey, isn't that your class, Sebastian? Yeah. So she knows William Park. What? You look like you know something. <laughs> what would I know? Gotta get back to work, guys. Uh, see you later. And he runs off back to work. Afterwards, he goes to meet with his doctor who prescribes him medicine and he tells him it's not going to cure you or anything. It's not even going to prolong your life, but it will help alleviate some of the pain. And have you ever noticed any other symptoms other than the fainting spells? No, like what? A lot of patients experience personality changes. You might become overly timid or extremely violent, potentially depression or even manic symptoms. In the end, the most important thing to do in these cases is to try and remain calm. It's hard, but you must try. Now, Oscar is called outside to help with Jay. Jay is laying on the ground outside the school, out of breath, and Claire is standing awkwardly, shuffling her feet. Oscar runs up, Claire. He's not, he's not training to be a pro athlete. It's just part of his therapy, you know? Therapy or pro athlete, there's really only one way to learn how to shoot a gun. Can you come over here, Claire? They go to the side. Look, a year ago, he was in a bad car accident. Why is he like panting over shooting a gun? Oh, I, he like, I guess his body is not doing well because he was oh. in a coma for, yeah. Oh. Oscar says he was in a coma for six months. It was a miracle that he even woke up. It's just part of his therapy to even come to school. He had head trauma, suffered full memory loss. He doesn't even remember his friends or his teachers. So just don't be so hard on him, okay? Who says I was hard on him? Hey, Jay! Was I too rough, maybe? Nah, it's, uh, it's good. I just thought, you know, you've got money, but you're not really smart. I just thought maybe you were trying to get into college as part of the shooting team. <laughs> so I was trying to help you get in. <laughs> Sorry. Oscar tells Claire to tone it down because Jay isn't a normal student, but Jay and her, I and Kentana, Kentana. So I think he's getting off on the fact that she's treating him like a normal human being and not like this. So I think half the kids treat him so delicately because his parents are that loaded. And the other half, they treat him so delicately because he just suffered a brain injury. Uh, but Claire's the only one that is not tiptoeing around him. And I think he kind of likes it. Jay even asks Claire if she's going to teach him next time too. And then when she speeds off in her scooter, a Rolls Royce pulls up. Okay, a Rolls Royce pulls up. Hey, Claire! And they get to the side of the road. And she gets off and... Oh! Look at you! You look like the little master of a rich household! Good for you! <laughs> Do you ride that scooter to school in the mornings too? Yeah! So, 
you have something to say? <laughs> huh? You stopped the car and me on the side of the road. Oh, I think I forgot to thank you today. You did thank me. I guess I'm just feeling really thankful. Uh, you know what? Can I have your number? The boy has a crush? Yeah! So she gives him her number. And honestly, they kind of have a cute friendship. Like, they seem very natural. None of it is weird. None of it is like... And his parents seem very nice. Mm. They don't seem like, oh, I'm the rich CEO and you're going to fall in love with my rich son. Like, it's not giving that at all. So was the parents in the car or no? No, just, just the driver. Like, but, uh, you know, when they were even bringing him to school, they were not giving. Like, you know, K-dramas, yeah. you know, when they're giving, they were not giving. They just seemed very educated and very poised. Mm. Kind of intimidating. We later find out that they're massive doctors who own multiple hospitals. Very similar to the glory. Very similar to the glory, okay? So she starts giving him the number and they're giggling, laughing, flirting. And another scooter sees them and drives off. Sebastian. Smallest freaking world, I tell you, okay? <laughs> he actually ends up following her home, not because he's jealous, but he wants to talk. Oh, you scared the shit out of me. Is your whole shtick just scaring people? Sorry. Why are you here anyway? I wanted to talk to you. How do you know William Park? In the lab room, when I talked about him, you never told me that you knew him. Did you hear from AJ, or do you still have her phone? I asked you a question first. How do you know William Park? I knew him from shooting club. What is so intriguing about him that you want to talk to AJ about William? It, it's just sad, you know? He was so young, had a full life ahead of him, that's all. But you never said anything when I mentioned him. You don't think that's weird, pretending like you don't know him? When did I pretend I didn't know? Anyway, if you've said everything you've come here to say, I'm going to go inside now. And she starts walking off. Sebastian turns around and his head starts ringing. So he squats down and Claire comes back and she doesn't know she should help him or act like she knows. She just kind of stands and waits for him to be better. I uh, forgot to mention, if you could tell AJ that I want to talk to her, I'm going to go back up now. Even in class the next day, Sebastian's head is killing him. The room starts spinning. He starts getting his ringing feeling in his head. He's about to throw up. He runs out of the class and into the bathroom to throw up everywhere. Claire is the only one that notices. She seems really, really worried about him. She requests to go to the restroom too, and she's looking for him in the boys' bathroom. Sebastian? Sebastian, are you in here? She walks in and she sees a puddle of blood spilling out from one of the stalls and she starts freaking out like, Sebastian, open the door! But he walks up behind her. Why the hell are you screaming my name? What? You, what? Wait, hold on, pick me up for a second. He picks her up, she looks over the bathroom stall and she sees Hona, the girl that dropped her plate, the one that was assaulted by Jasper, oh bleeding out. She had cut herself. <gasps> Oh my god, there's a girl in there bleeding. You gotta do something. And Korean bathroom stalls are not like American bathroom stalls. I don't know if you guys, if you noticed this, honey, when we were in Korea, but there's no cracks. Mm -hmm. The doors are literally well locked. There's no, yeah, the public stalls are insane. So he has to go into the next toilet room, stand on the toilet, jump across, and then land on that toilet, and then open the door. It's a whole shit show. He takes off his jacket and starts wrapping it around her wrist. It's clear what she tried to do. Claire calls for the ambulance while Jasper watches from the roof and there's a whole commotion. All the students, all the teachers are gathered outside while the ambulance is bringing Hona out and Jasper's on the roof. Fuck that crazy fucking bitch. So dramatic, cutting a wrist for what? Fuck, 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 I gotta get my shit together. <sighs> okay, don't get scared. I didn't do anything. 
What did I do? I didn't do anything. The police show up and they see Claire and Sebastian standing right next to each other. Interesting, isn't it? Isn't that the twin sister from Busan? What? Now she's here. And the boy standing next to her is the one that found her brother. Very odd indeed. So this is the first time the police realized that Claire had transferred schools. Uh -huh. Her twin brother died, and she's standing next to Sebastian, who's the one that called the police that yeah. William was dead. Which police is making this observation? Detective Janet. Which is the new one that's mm -hmm. kind of smart. Yeah. Okay. So the detectives, they go to question the two separately, and it seems like everything clears. And thankfully, Sana has regained consciousness in the hospital. Sebastian and Claire effectively saved her life. But the male detective at the end asked Sebastian, Oh, did you get close to Claire because of William Park? Excuse me? Uh, I'm not sure I follow. You reported the incident after you found his body. Though you couldn't save William like you saved Sana. I'm sorry, I, I'm still not sure I follow. We don't get to see the rest of the scene, but we can assume that the male detective told him that they're twins. Uh. Detective Janet tries to give Claire some advice before leaving. Don't become too obsessed with your brother's death. Once you fall into the hole, there's no getting out. Thanks, but I'll find you evidence. Now, if you have nothing else to ask me, I'll be on my way, detective. Sebastian and Claire walk out of the school together and it seems like they're both keeping each other's secrets. Sebastian doesn't mention to Claire that he knows that they're twins. What is she keeping secrets of him? She, oh, yeah, the, the, that the brain the illness, tumor. Guys. Mm -hmm. um, I think I got are, the wrong dose. They are very fluffy. <laughs> so now we're sprinkling some powdered sugar. Should we try it while it's hot or later? Yeah, let's see. Wow, the way the knife just cuts into there, it's so fluffy. The chocolate has melted. It's not too much chocolate though because- Is it like, is it well incorporated? I think so. <laughs> it's so hot. So good. This dough is so fluffy. I'm kind of mm -hmm. impressed. It's like a chocolate croissant. Mm. Claire asks Sebastian if the detectives told him anything and he says, no. What kind of thing would they tell them? And the two kind of goof around with each other and Rachel sees it from afar and she's royally pissed off because remember, Rachel likes Sebastian, the rich girl. And then we see Sana in the hospital. Her parents are there. They're not rich like most of the other kids. Sana's dad is actually a delivery driver. He goes to the school upset, crying, bawling, and he there's a whole commotion. All the kids are surrounded. All of the teachers come out, and he's screaming, Principal, just tell me. Tell me why my daughter did this. Please tell me why she, she would think to do something like this. She never did anything wrong. Where is the bastard that raped my daughter? He just gets to pay a little bit of money and get off. Meanwhile, my daughter can never forget this and she will live like this for the rest of her life. Why would you let him back into the school and make my daughter want to end things? Where is the bastard? Bring him here. I will kill him with my own two hands. What did my girl ever do wrong? Why would she want to die? Can someone please tell me? All the students are gathered and they're all just kind of intrigued or they're just watching. But remember Yuna, the blonde girl? Friend of AJ and Sebastian. Yes. She is the only one with empathy, I guess, because she starts crying and leaves the crowd. She even visits Sona in the hospital to drop off flowers. She's kind of a bitch to Claire, 
but she seems really, really nice and likable to everyone else. Okay, so Yuna kind of reminds me of the type that really cares about her friends. Like she will ride or die with her friends. And after dropping off flowers, Yuna goes to find Sebastian and proposes a wild idea to him. I know you need money for your mom's hospital bills. Side note, Sebastian needs a lot more money than that because he's going to die soon. So he's going to need a lot more money to take care of his mom when he's gone. We can kill two birds, one stone. Why don't we make some money by forcing Jasper out of the school? What are you saying? Are you high? I know you need to make money, Sebastian. I just visited Sona in the hospital. I talked to her dad. He's willing to pay if we can get him kicked out. What? So we get a flashback to Yuna talking to Sona's dad in the hospital. And she promises to get Jasper kicked out of the school. But and I thought he doesn't have money. He has not a lot, but enough, oh, you know, so like he's willing to pay everything. Yeah. Wow. Sebastian brings her back to reality. Are you crazy, Yuna? I'm not crazy, Sebastian. You already saved me once before. What? No, I'm not doing it. Look, ever since then, I have self-confidence. I feel alive. No, no, no. Mm -mm. I'm not doing it. Come on. Do you remember when I first transferred? So we get a flashback to Yuna walking to her desk where a group of bullies are surrounding her. They trip her and they start grabbing her by the hair to smack her around like this. They literally are standing and just smacking both sides of her face like this. And they're saying, look at her fucking cry. Mm, don't cry. Sebastian notices this and he hears a commotion outside the girl's bathroom later that day. And two guys are standing guard, including Jasper. So I guess these are his girlfriends that are also fucking bullies and inside two girl bullies are kicking Yuna in the face drowning her in the sink and forcing her to eat hair clips and of course these girls are all friends with Jasper they bully her and that night they go to the karaoke bar with all of their cute little bully friends when Sebastian walks in and cuts the music who the fuck is this guy he's in your class do you know him I don't know him like that and they all shake their heads no and Sebastian starts smacking them around one by one, literally beating them up, including the girls, which like suddenly, I'm okay with it, honestly. <laughs> He's kicking the girl? Yeah, oh, like shit. grabbing the girl's head and just slamming her <laughs> into the, literally beating, because the girls are the main bullies, just going at them. And then at the end, he gets in the girls' faces and says, you two, go apologize to Yona tomorrow. And who the are you to tell me what to do? <laughs> and he grabs the karaoke mic and just starts <laughs> beating her. And the next day, we see him standing outside the nurse's office, watching the two bullies standing next to Yona's hospital bed. <sighs> We're sorry, Yona. Yona gets up. She's still connected to an IV. Yona gets up and starts slapping both of them <laughs> across the face. What's going on? And she says, fuck off. Show your face in front of me again and I'll fucking kill you. And Sebastian watches her through the window. Okay, yeah. And the girls, they don't ever try anything else. They're in violent school. And so Yuna tells Sebastian, just like how you saved me, we need to save Sonia. Those kind of bastards, they don't care about the law, even if the law were to beat you up. Just think about it. It's her or him. Wait, so they never try to jump Sebastian again? Like, at the end of the day, he's alone. Yeah, but he's, um, he's real good. Oh, he's that good? He actually lives at the Jujitsu gym. Because uh, he doesn't have a home, yeah. So he lives uh, on the roof. And the coach is like, has been training him since he was 
a kid. Jujutsu, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. You wish you learned jujutsu, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sebastian doesn't want to think about it, but the next day we get the character push. We get it. He gets a call from the hospital that his mom is suffering from pneumonia. He sees her through the glass, and he hold up.、Oh. Look at you! You like my dessert. You like my puff. You like my little puff pastry. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so anyway, he gets a call from the hospital that his mom is suffering from. I can't be smiling when I say this. His mom is suffering from pneumonia. He rushes to the hospital, sees her through the glass, and he's holding back his tears. He smiles and holds up his fists to encourage her to keep fighting. Like fighting, he doesn't want to cry in front of her. But that night, he loses it. <gasps> Meanwhile, like just sobbing.、Mm. Meanwhile, Claire got a lot of shit going on too. Claire goes to meet with AJ on the rooftop of the bowling alley where Sebastian works. Yuna is there, and her and AJ are watching them from afar. Are you sure you've never seen her before? I swear, I've never seen her before. Okay, fine. Yuna puts on a wig and walks up to Claire. I'm AJ. It's not. It's Yuna. What do you want to say to me? To you, nothing. I have a lot of things I want to say to AJ, though. <laughs> Yuna takes off her wig. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you know what AJ looks like. You're class four, aren't you, Yuna? What is this game you guys are playing? Will you tell me what you want from her, and I'll decide if AJ gets to talk to you. So Yuna is like the protective best friend, okay? And、uh, how do you know what AJ even looks like if you just transferred from Pusan? That's not for you to know. Where's AJ? If you want to meet her, answer my fucking questions. Why do you know Dead William Park, and why do you want to see AJ? Stop the bullshit and just bring AJ here. If you ever message her again, I'll kill you. Tell AJ if she even feels a little bit bad about William's death. Tell her to call me. <sighs> you idiot! If you're calling her about William, the person you should be reaching out to is Tommy, not AJ. Tommy. Wait, can I get her number? So I guess Yuna gives her Tommy's number because Claire goes to meet with a girl named Tommy from a different school. They meet up at a cafe, and Tommy's kind of a bitch, and she looks like the pictures. She sits down. So what do you know so far about me and William? Huh? I don't know much. I was just told to call you. When William died, so genuinely happy. When I heard he took his own life, it felt like karma. Because of him, I had to transfer to another school, and since then, all I did was think about how I wanted to kill him myself. You want to know why? We get a flashback to William Park being a bit of a bully. He's forcing Tommy to take a pregnancy test in front of all of their friends, but it's said that William isn't the one that got her pregnant. Oscar, do you remember Oscar, the nerdy tall kid that's friends with Jay? Mm-hmm. Oscar is apparently friends with William, and Tommy was going around telling everyone that Oscar got her pregnant, and she wanted money from Oscar's family to handle the situation. William and Oscar do not believe that Tommy is pregnant. In fact, they think that Tommy is lying about it so that she can cash in some money. Tommy doesn't end up taking the pregnancy test, but she vows to kill William for trying to embarrass her. She tells Claire, "I'm not the only one that's happy that he's dead. You know, there's people here and there in the woodworks that probably danced when he died." Bullying people, blackmailing people left and right. The kid was trash. Is this all true? He's dead. Why would I fucking lie? Hmm. Tommy, I'm. 
Please let me apologize on his behalf. I'm so sorry. Claire walks away feeling so confused. Her twin brother is just not who she thought that he was gonna be. It's just weird. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, in the pitch darkness, Sebastian puts on a hood, a black mask, is wearing all black and a hoodie, and he goes to see Jasper, who's in the photo developing room, where he R-worded Sona. He's developing photos there by himself after school hours. Jasper is telling his friends on the phone that he has a way that Sona will never get him into trouble again. And he's developing a photo and he's looking at it sinisterly, so we can only imagine that he has some sort of there's something of Sona that's going to get her to transfer schools in fear of it getting out. Sebastian attacks Jasper, ties him up, gags him, blocks his eyes, literally duct tapes his eyes. Sebastian uses a voice manipulator to change his voice. What is this? Some sort of finger cutting contraption? And he starts, you know the picture cutters that are really sharp? That yes. And he starts making noises with it and cutting radishes. Oh and yeah. He scares Jasper enough to take off his gag. Scream and I'll fucking cut your fingers off. And Jasper's first words are, Jesus, why is everyone doing this to me? Listen, I can call home and I can get you all the money that you freaking want. Please, just, I'm doing this not for money. I'm doing this because of what you did to Sana. I, I'm, I'm sorry, please just forgive me. If you're apologizing to me, you should be apologizing to Sana. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did something really bad and I regret it. I know you did something bad, but you haven't been punished yet. All sins must be punished accordingly. Look, I'm so sorry. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Please, just spare me. Drop out of school tomorrow. And fuck off. Drop out and walk out of the school in front of all of the students. Don't have your car pick you up. Walk all the way to the front gate where everyone can see you. Do it publicly and do it tomorrow. Okay, okay, yes, I'll do that. I promise I'll drop off tomorrow. Please, I'm sorry. Just let me live. Sebastian is about to leave and he grabs his bag, but it drops a photo that Jasper was developing. A picture of Sana. And he realizes what Jasper was gonna do. He starts beating Jasper. What the f is this picture? Answer me right now. Why would you develop something like this? Okay, I'm sorry, I was gonna use it to get her to drop out of school. Open your mouth. He forces Jasper to open his mouth and shoves the picture in there. He grabs a hammer and starts beating Jasper's foot until it's literally a shattered mess. Like his foot is mashed potato. Okay. Was it very gruesome? It's pretty gruesome. And there's a voice that's ringing throughout this scene while he's just smashing and the blood is spattering and it's of his doctor. There might be a change in your personality. It might be drastic. Then we see him running out of the school, taking off his mask, and he's about to be free when he jumps across the alleyway and a scooter starts heading towards him. Claire, what are you doing here? Ugh, just finished my sports at the sports park. I was on my way to grab my bike. She looks down and sees blood on his shoes. Oh, I've never taken this route, so I'm just trying something new. There's a pothole down that way if you keep going, so be careful. And they both part ways. 
Okay, stop. I have a little bit of insight for anyone who just started a new job, got a new job, first job. I wish someone told me this, but good money habits start with your very first paycheck. It is such a great way to jumpstart a healthy financial journey. When you sign up for Chime and link a qualifying direct deposit, you get access to benefits like getting paid up to two days early and a fee-free overdraft up to $200. These are all things that I wish I knew about when I was just starting out. And with Chime, there are no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and no deposit required to become a member. Sign up for a Chime checking account today to link your paycheck. It only takes two minutes. It doesn't affect your credit score. So get started at Chime.com baking. That's Chime.com baking. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See chime.com slash spot me. Now, before school the next day, both of them end up at the gravesite. Which, again, small world, Claire is visiting her brother and is asking him, why are you someone I didn't even know who you are? Like, what's going on? Why are you this completely different person? Why did you do all of these things? Meanwhile, we find out that Sebastian's older brother died three years ago, and he brings him flowers and a burger. Claire sees Sebastian there, and once he leaves, she goes to check and see who he was visiting and realizes it's his older brother because there's family photos of them everywhere. And um, she turns around, and Sebastian is staring at her. That's my older brother, you know. Don't tell me you know him, too. Uh, no, of course not. No, no, no. Uh, the truth is I'm, I'm here because... And she tells him the truth about her twin brother, but I think he already knows. In the end, she asks, can I ask you for a favor? Could you keep it a secret about my twin brother? I just, I just don't want everyone to treat me differently. I just want to know what happened. And if I'm asking people, they're not going to tell me the truth if they know I'm his sister. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, are you hungry, Claire? There's a great steam bun restaurant down the road. The two walk there and it's fucking closed. They sit down and he takes a burger out. Uh, do you want to share this? No, I guess we can eat at school. Yeah, I guess it's weird to eat in this type of energy, huh? Oh, no, no, that's not what I meant, Sebastian. You can eat if you're hungry. My brother loved burgers. Sebastian tells her about his brother. Three years ago, Sebastian's brother was bullied for no reason. Now, this is why we see Sebastian's utter hatred for bullying. It's f***ing in him, okay? Can't stand it, cannot stand bullying, okay? Everybody in class would bully him. Nobody would let his older brother use the restroom. They forced him to beg on his knees and kiss their shoes in order for him to be allowed out to use the restroom. Well, one day comes around and he chooses not to beg anymore. He chose to fight. He fought 10 guys and they still wouldn't let him go. And he used the restroom on himself. They recorded it and sent it to everyone. That day, his mom was walking home from work she heard a loud thud. It's his brother. And his mom saw the whole thing. He puts his burger back into his bag and starts walking off. But he waits for her to catch up. And together, they take the bus to the school. So then what is William Park's real name? Ah, uh, Chris Oak. Chris Oak. 
Now they get to school and it's a shit show. Everyone is talking about the fucker Jasper dropped out of school. Everyone was outside the, the hanging out of the classroom windows, whooping and cheering. Apparently the school is in chaos. Jasper is leaving, being pushed by his snotty parents on a wheelchair all the way to the gates. And everyone's wondering why he didn't drive the car up to the entrance because you can. Why are they doing like a walk of shame? All the kids are screaming, up, you asshole how are you gonna run from me now i better not catch you in the middle of the night next time i see you you're dead jeez everybody hates him yeah there are rumors swirling that the foot was entirely crushed by someone last night at school and everyone thinks that there is a hero in the class now that's what they're dubbing this person it's like the batman of this private school the hero they're cheering out the window hero hero and right then and there sebastian and claire walk into school they see Jasper, who stares at them and leaves. Rachel also sees them walking in together, and she's pissed. <sighs> but she's honestly not the queen bitch that I thought that she was going to be, okay? But maybe I'm speaking too soon. She approaches Claire during PE class. Where'd you go with Sebastian this morning? Are you guys dating? Oh god, of course not. Good. I thought that I was going to hate you. And then she puts her arm firmly around Claire and they're watching the guys play basketball and she starts cheering for Sebastian loudly right next to Claire. Meanwhile, Oscar is playing basketball and he seems very angry that Sebastian is getting all of the cheers. Like, this guy is weird. This guy's got a complex. This guy is going to be very creepy, okay? I don't know what's going on, but he's the one that got Tommy pregnant, remember? Allegedly. You say he's the tall, nerdy guy? Yes, but apparently Tommy was accusing him of getting her pregnant. He wanted William to humiliate her into taking a pregnancy test. Like, it's all, he's got some issues, okay? Oscar also seems really jealous of Sebastian. So while playing basketball, he shoves him up against the wall and he passes out. The game is cut short. Everyone starts freaking out and Rachel is pissed. Hey, Oscar, you little bitch. Aren't you ashamed? What are you yapping on about now? You can't win with your skills, so you push him stupid little coward what are you talking about okay it happens in games like this you pushed him because you couldn't win why do you live the way you live like a pathetic little fuck rachel do you want to die why is everyone so aggressive yeah i don't know but I kinda nobody's like, like nice no Just... <laughs> and what's crazier is the way that i'm saying it in english is nowhere near as scary as korean korean <laughs> when you really want to be mean when you really want to be like it's like, you can be so disrespectful in Korean and not even utter a curse word. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my god, I feel like you just violated me and my whole family. She's like, what, you just kill anyone you don't like? The whole place gets silent. The two have to be physically held apart because Rachel is about to pounce on this guy. And you know what, I kind of like her for it, okay? Rachel goes to visit Sebastian in the hospital, bringing him all of his stuff, and offer, he offers to buy her food as payment. On the way out, she bumps into Yuna in a black wig. Because Yuna's there to get the money from Sona's dad, remember? Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess she doesn't recognize it's Yuna because of the black wig. She's the blonde girl. Anyway, speaking of Sona, she's shown the video of Jasper being escorted out the wheelchair and all she's doing is crying. And her friend is telling her, why are you crying? You should be grinning from ear to ear. You know, Jasper might never be able, might never be able to walk again. Nobody knows who did it to Jasper, though, but everyone is calling him the mysterious hero. Sana keeps crying, and her friend is worried, but she tells her, It's okay. I'm just so happy. And her dad is watching, and he starts sobbing. 
he runs into Yuna and they see each other on opposite ends of the hallway and they both bow saying like you know he knows how it happened yeah 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 meanwhile detective janet is tasked with finding out who smashed jasper's foot like mashed potatoes on thanksgiving this is a high profile son of a rich family the police chief who we later find out is oscar's dad the nerdy tall guy okay yeah said that something like this happening at school is unacceptable unforgivable we need to find out the perpetrator later during shooting practice claire asks jay for a big favor Probably something to do with Oscar since they're friends. And sure enough, we're right. Claire asks Jay to help set up a meeting with Oscar at a cafe. Just the two of them. Oscar gets there and sits in front of her. I just wanted to ask you something about William Park. Oh, I met Somi. She said that she was pregnant by you and wanted you to pay up by getting her pregnant. And William was the one that found out that she was lying, right? Wait, sorry. I feel like I just came on too strong. I feel like I should have started a little bit slower. Maybe I was a little too excited. What exactly are you asking me, Claire? Why did William confront Tommy instead of you? Why didn't you confront Tommy if she said that she's pregnant with you? He's not with us anymore, Claire, so I'm not sure why it matters. Besides, I think it'd be better for the dead if we don't talk about this right now. How do you know William? We were in shooting club together. I heard William was like the top dog at the school. He could fight really well. So why would he do this for you? Just, I can't imagine him doing it just because you told him to do it. He helped me. We were close. William was a friend of mine. He was a nice guy. <sighs> nice guy. That's new. I mean, what kind of person was William, Willie? Was he a good person? A bad person? Claire, this feels really uncomfortable to talk about. Do you think this was a suicide? You said that you guys are friends. Was there any indication prior to this that he was even thinking about something like this? Like, do you think that he really... Sorry, I'm gonna head out now. And he gets up and leaves. Claire notices that he leaves his phone on the table and she tries to chase him down to give it back, but what she ends up doing is straight up stalking him back to his house, okay? And she's ringing on the doorbell of his fancy house. The housekeeper beeps. Hello? Hi, I, I'm a friend of um, the student that lives here. They left their phone, so I just wanted to bring it back. Okay, we'll go fetch it right now. Thank you. Oscar goes into his room looking very shaken up. Meanwhile, Claire is waiting outside, but instead of Oscar coming to get the phone, it's Rachel, the queen bee. Huh? Wait, Rachel? What are you doing here? Do you, do you live here? What are you doing here? Oscar left his phone, and I just wanted to give it back. Rachel rips it from Claire's hand and stomps back inside and throws it on Oscar's desk. Claire came all the way over here to personally deliver this. Claire was here? I guess by morning everyone will fucking know that we live together, that we're fucking siblings. You clean up the shit that you shat, you fucking idiot. And she Wait, walks what's off. What's going on? They like really don't want people to know that they're siblings for some Why? reason. I have no idea, okay? I don't know. Oscar throws his power right at the door after Rachel leaves. It's giving sibling energy. Now we got, I know, we got a lot of characters. Are you holding on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So Yuna, the blonde girl, comes yes. to visit Sebastian at work to give him an envelope of cash in his locker. Meanwhile, Oscar, tall, nerdy boy, police chief's son, goes to meet with Claire before school. Again. My father married Rachel's mom two years ago. It's not legal yet. But as you can see... Rachel and I don't get along. I really, really don't like her. 
and she really, really doesn't like me. If someone at school finds out that we're siblings, I'd be a bit embarrassed to even go to school with her. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell anyone. Thank you, Claire. Is there anything else I can do? Or how can I ever repay you? No, it, it's fine. I'm gonna head to class now. Just let me know if there's anything you ever need from me. They're all in class when a girl runs in. The cops are here, the cops are here to investigate Jasper's case. Jasper's here too. What, why? Why are they investigating his assault? Why don't they investigate his right? The minute the cops get there, the students are all screaming, let our hero go, let our <laughs> hero go. Our hero did nothing wrong. <laughs> Detet Detective Janet goes through CCTV and all she sees is a scooter pull up in the alleyway, stop briefly, and then continue going. She thinks it looks like they stopped to talk to someone and the time frame and the point of where they stop, they might have talked to the person that did it, the perpetrator. Mm. Yeah. So the detectives are led right back to Claire. Claire happens to be sitting around with a few of the shooting club members, including Jay and Alyssa, and they all start speculating that maybe the hero that hurt Jasper is the one that pushed William off the ledge. What? What? Why? Why? Jay even disagrees. The hero? The hero would punish. I don't think that they would kill, would they? I don't know. The police investigation into his case was never that strong, but it sounds like something the hero would do, right? I mean, William was kind of a... Either way, if the hero was operating then, William would have been on their hit list. I mean, I think William's on a lot of people's shit list by the time that he died, no? Claire sits there quietly and she wonders, yeah, maybe her brother suffered at the hands of the hero too because everything she's heard from everyone, her brother was kind of a fucking bully. And she remembers seeing Sebastian in the alleyway that night with blood on his shoes. She asks anyone who knows where Sebastian lives and they said that he lives above the boxing gym. She sneaks up to the roof where she finds a small shed. She tries to open it. She's inside looking for the shoes that he wore, the bloody ones from that night. She finds them buried underneath a laundry bag um, in like this brown paper bag spattered in blood still. Sebastian comes home to start feeding another stray cat that's on his rooftop. Claire hears him outside and starts freaking out. She puts the bloody shoes into her bag and she sees him having another fainting spell outside. And he's bleeding from his nose onto his shoe, splattering blood. Mm. She's like, fuck. I'm literally stealing this guy's shoes because I think that he tried to kill Jasper, but in reality, it's his brain tumor. But it's too late, she can't put the shoes back. She's using this opportunity to get out of there, okay? So she leaves. She goes all the way back home and she thinks Sebastian didn't see her, but he did. When she's getting on her scooter downstairs, he looked down over the rooftop and there she was. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Claire gets home and the detectives come and find her. Do you have a moment, Claire? Detective Janet. Sure. They show her the footage from that night. Can you confirm this is you on the screen? Yes, this is me. Do you know when this was taken? In the alleyway two days ago. It seems like you ran into a friend. Yes, Sebastian. What? Sebastian. Did you plan on meeting with him? No. Were you planning on meeting anyone else? No. Was he there with anyone else? No. Was there anything strange about him? Was he holding something? Did something happen? Was he in a rush? She still has her bloody shoes in the back. The bloody shoes. Uh -huh. And we see her clutching her bag Detective, 
and we don't know what she says, but the detectives show up at the bowling alley for Sebastian. He gets into their cop car and they ask, do you know about the assault case? Yes. According to Claire, you were there in the alleyway, is that correct? Yeah, I ran into her. And now this is the rookie detective questioning him. Could you describe the situation when you ran into her? The situation? We're asking you why you were in there. Why did you get there? What did you do after? Are you not following? I'm sorry, why do I have to tell you this? You don't have to tell us now. You can do it at the station if you want. The de detective Janet tells him, in fact, you don't have to respond if you don't want to, by law. Mm. You're not under arrest, you're not being questioned. So technically, you don't have to tell us anything. Okay, so I'm free to go now? And he's about to get out from the back seat. And Detective Janet is in the passenger seat. So she has a clearer view of him than the other detective. And the lights turn on when he opens the door and she sees blood on his shoe. Because remember, he had a nosebleed. Mm -hmm. And he looks at her, looking at his shoe. And he starts giving an alibi. Uh, I, was, I was with my coach. I was training. And then I, I went home and I ate dinner. And he runs out the car. Look, I don't know, but I'm just hoping Detective Janet is going to be on our side on this one. Sebastian goes to the gym to clean up, and in payment for rent, he just cleans up the whole gym every single night. And he thinks to himself, even if I get caught for what I did to Jasper, there's nothing else I can do about it. Claire waits for Sebastian to show up at the parking lot for their bikes the next morning. Hey, by any chance, did you meet with any detectives last night? By chance? You sent them my way, so are you chance now? That's why I waited here to explain. I didn't want you to get the wrong idea. They asked me if I saw anyone, and I told them that I saw you. But I didn't say you were doing anything suspicious. But you are suspicious of me. You must have told the cops that I'm the hero that everyone's talking about. I didn't say that. Then why did you steal my bloody sneakers? You brought them to the police, didn't you? <gasps> we get a flashback to Claire, who tells them, Detective? Honestly, nothing strange at all. Huh. She pulls the sneakers out of her bag. Look, I just want to apologize. I misunderstood, okay? Sorry I took your sneakers. Honestly, there's nothing I can say other than I'm sorry and I'm really freaking embarrassed. And I know that you might not accept my apology, but I really am sorry. He puts the sneakers in his bag. You said you wanted to catch the killer for your brother, right? Well, the hero didn't do it. It's not like that. So just go back to your school in Busan. How would you know? Sebastian keeps walking off and into class with her chasing after him. How would you know? How would you know? And he refuses to respond. I think he's pissed. And she's trying to shake him to answer when Rachel comes over and drags her out into the classroom hallway. You think because you know a secret about me, you can do whatever the fuck you want now? Look, sorry, Rachel, but I don't give a fuck about your secrets. I'm not going to spread it around. I have no interest in talking about you or to you, so you can stop being so paranoid. Paranoid? Who's paranoid? Look, I'm not trying to fight you or bicker with you. Let's just do our own thing and stay out of each other's way. Why did you transfer here from Pusan to just be an annoying little sticky piece of gum on a fucking shoe? The shoe should be more careful. You think gum looks for shoes to stick to? And she walks off. Meanwhile, Sebastian shows up at work. They've got like 50 hours a day, okay? And Detective Janet is there. Oh yeah. She tells him not to worry about her though. She's just here to bowl with her husband. And guess who shows up? The doctor is her husband. The one that pers that diagnosed him with a brain tumor. <laughs> the police husband is the doctor? Yes, but she's showing up at the bowling alley uh -huh. on purpose. 
I think it's letting Sebastian know, like, I know what's going on, and I'm not gonna investigate you. Oh. Because he seems really paranoid and on edge. Oh. But once he sees, it's kind of like this moment of like, oh my god. Oh, like they like him. Mm-hmm. They feel bad for him, you know? Oh, yeah. okay. Meanwhile, wow. at school, Claire finds a note in her locker. It says, Claire, come to the auditorium after fifth period. I'll tell you a secret. She has no idea who sent it. But when she walks into the dark inside auditorium, she goes behind the theater curtains. She's got her little phone flashlight on and someone in a hoodie and mask and bonks her with a brick, uses her finger to unlock her phone, and we don't know what happens after. All we know is rich boy Jay finds her and rushes her to a hospital, but it's not any hospital. She wakes up in a floor to ceiling. Everything is covered in mahogany wood. It's a personal private room the size of a home inside of a hospital. And she's got like 10 nurses tending to her. She had a concussion, she needed stitches. Yeah, it's very fancy. Uh, what do you want to eat? I'll grab you something, Claire. Sorry, I don't even know how to repay you for this. Who it's is fine. this? Rich Boy Jay. Oh. But what are you even doing in the auditorium? Just checking it out. You? I saw you walk in there while I was watching the baseball practice, and you didn't come out for a while. There was nothing going on in the auditorium, so I thought, why is she in there? I went in, and you were collapsed behind the curtain. You know, you need to eat properly or else the doctor said things like this can keep happening. I think you're anemic. Getting bunk in the head? Is no, she told him that she lost her balance. Oh, she hit her own head. Yes, and we see Rachel looking quite content with herself. She's walking down the hall at school and everyone's staring at her, whispering, giggling. What the hell is this? What is everyone looking at? They show her a picture. It's a new photo of her. But it's a deep fake. Apparently, it's a deep fake that someone made of her, but it was sent from Claire's phone into a group chat. What? Yeah. Oh. So this is what must have happened when Claire was bonked on the head, and there's proof that it was sent, it originated from Claire into a school group chat, into the shooting range group chat. Claire is also getting ready to come back to school the next day. So this is like what happens while she's bonked on the head and then afterwards. And then the next day, she's getting discharged from the fancy hospital, and Jay is like, the doctor said you should stay another day. Are you sure you're all right? Yeah, speaking of, who do I talk to about the bill? Oh, um... I think they said it was already paid or something. Insurance or something. What? I don't have... Well, I gotta talk to someone because I don't have insurance. My parents own the hospital, so you don't have to... Well, I'll pay back one day. Thank you, but I'm gonna pay back. And she awkwardly tries to leave. Claire gets to school and everyone is staring at her. She's freaking confused. And she gets up to the little classroom hallway and there's a whole group around Rachel and Rachel confronts her. Why'd you do it? Claire has no idea what she's talking about. Rachel slaps her across the face and she's about to do it again. But Sebastian holds her arm and stands in between them. He grabs Claire's arm and walks out of there in front of the whole class, even in front of Rachel and in front of Jay, who also looks a little bit nervous because he clearly has a big fat crush on Claire. Claire just wants to go back inside. She's like, let me go. I told you I'm going to go back in there because I didn't even freaking send it. Wouldn't you want to clear your name? I told you to go back to your school in Pusan because whatever happened just now is going to keep happening and it's going to get 10 times worse. 
Claire goes to the locker room to hide when Alyssa walks in. Can I see your phone, Alyssa? I heard that I sent you the photo, okay? And it's fine. I don't blame you for fessing up to... I'm sorry. I really didn't think that... It's fine. Just give me your phone. So she looks at Alyssa's phone and she sees the nude photo being sent from her phone, but it's been deleted from her messages, so she didn't even realize. But it must have been someone who sent it while she was passed out in the auditorium. But who would do that to her? And why would they want to target Rachel? Jay asks Claire if everything is okay. So he comes and finds her after class. He's like, what is going on? Why did you make that picture? The truth is, I didn't pass out in the auditorium because I was dizzy and lightheaded. Someone hit me. What? Who? I think the person knocked me out and used my finger to send the photo on my phone. Wait, what? Are you saying... Are you saying Rachel did it? To frame you? Wait. Why don't you... I have an idea. So the scene cuts and we see Rachel pissed off at Sebastian, which side note, can I just say something? I was really suspicious of Jay of being the one bonking her on the head because he's yeah. the one that found her. It's not him, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to Sebastian. Rachel is mad. She confronts him. Why did you take her away? I should at least break her arms to feel better, don't you think? That's what I was scared of, Rachel. You breaking an innocent person's arms. Who's innocent? Why are you defending her after what she did? Do you really think that she's dumb enough to do that? Send it to a group chat of students? Don't you think it's easy to find the original source of the sender? Why are you trying to protect her right now? I'm just telling you the truth. Anyway, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go eat now. Rachel follows Sebastian into the cafeteria and they see Jay sitting down with Claire giggling and she's pissed. Why the fuck is he hanging out with her? Rachel stares down Claire, but Jay goes to the principal's office after lunch to ask for the CCTV cameras into the auditorium. He said that he lost his backpack in the auditorium and he just wanted to go through the footage. The principal is like, students aren't allowed to see this kind of stuff, so don't let anyone know. But for you, here you go. Wow. Jay smiles and starts scanning through the footage and there he sees it. Someone in a gray hoodie. I think he knows who it is. Do we know who it is? We're gonna find out. Oh. Yes. Are, this episode? Yes. Okay. Meanwhile, Rachel is told that there's a rumor going around that her and Oscar are siblings and that they live together. Yeah, she goes up to one of her minions. Did Claire say that? We don't really know. It's just been a rumor that's spreading. Oscar asked Rachel to come up to the roof to talk. This is all your fault, Rachel. You should have been more gentle handling Claire. She got pissed off and look what you did. How's that my fault? She started it, the nude photo. Well, you must have done something to piss her off before she even sent that picture. What do we do now? What do we do now, you hollow-headed dumb sh**? We're gonna get a transfer out of here. That's what's gonna f***ing happen. Like that Jasper guy. We'll do the same thing to her. Are you insane? So side note, okay, Oscar's dad is the police chief and I think, I think maybe Jay thinks it's Oscar in the footage. It kind of fits his frame because we do see the gray figure. Mm -hmm. It does look like very tall, very slender. We don't see the face and we see Jay lie to Claire that he didn't see anyone else entering the auditorium. And the only person that I can think of so far in this drama series that he would lie for is Oscar. That's like the only friend that he's had other than Claire. Oscar goes to his dad, his police chief at work. What's going on? Something you can't talk about at home? No, um, it, 
is something I want to talk to the police chief about. Sit down. Dad, Rachel, this is something I'm going to say for Rachel's sake. There's a student who transferred from Busan, and I guess the two of them haven't been getting along. I think the easiest way to take care of it is to get her transferred back to Busan. And I think it'll be quite easy. She lives alone in a dorm, which is illegal for a minor. I think Oscar was the one that did it, okay? This is just like adding to that theory, right? He wants her gone because she's asking so many questions about William and the pregnancy and she just knows too much. Oscar is the one that bonked her, sent this picture, and is trying to get her out of here. Trying to get her alienated, trying to get her skedaddled. See, this Oscar guy is sketchy as hell. He's actually one of the sketchiest, yes. I tell you. And he's so quiet and he just observes everyone. And the fact that even Jasper was kind of scared of him. Oh, he was? Remember? He was holding Jay's collar. Uh -huh. Oscar walked in and was like, let go. Uh, hmm. Who does Jasper even listening to? Yeah, I think he's the evil dude. And I don't think it's because his dad is the police chief because clearly Jay has a lot more social power too. Mm-hmm. Now, Rachel hires three bullies to meet with Claire on a rooftop near the boxing club. And they're hired to beat her up. Claire is fighting back, and somehow this happens in the smallest city in the world because Sebastian just showered and is wiping his wet hair on a towel on his rooftop shed house when he sees on the next building rooftop no. parking lot she's getting beat the fork up. So he runs over, but Rachel and the bullies are already leaving, and he rushes to find Claire on the rooftop covered in blood trying to pick up all of her things from her purse. She starts walking past him to get back to her scooter and just drives off without saying a word. All he does is watch her from the roof. He just seems really emotional because again, like I said, his brother was bullied and he died from bullying. The police arrive and Sebastian tells him that he didn't see anything. He also heard girls fighting, but he didn't see anyone. He grabs uh, Claire's wallet that was left behind. And when he gets to Claire's house, there are deep fake Photos of her plastered all across the dorm building. <gasps> she starts taking them down and the landlord comes out and she says, I'm so sorry, please, I'm so sorry. I'm just, this is like a weird prank. The kids at school are playing on me. I'm going to take these all down and I promise I'm going to clean it up. That's not even the problem, Claire. The police stopped by today. They know you're a minor. They said they're going to come and check and make sure you're out by tonight. If you're not out by tonight, I lose my permit and every single resident here is going to get kicked out. I knew I shouldn't have let a minor live here. Look at you, these photos, these kids coming by. You look like you got into a bar fight. Ugh. Pack your stuff, be out in an hour. Right now, not even in the morning. Pack your stuff. <sighs> so she continues getting all of that, and she sees Sebastian walk up behind her. Did you watch everything from the roof? That's embarrassing. Just forget it from your memory, okay? Me getting beat up. I'm usually a better fighter. He hands her her wallet. Thank you. You can go now. And where are you gonna go? To sleep tonight. I don't know, does it really concern you, Sebastian? There's 24-7 saunas, PC bunks, 24-hour cafes, but none of them allow minors to sleep overnight. Uh. Well, I could just reach out to a friend. You don't have friends. Oh, exhausting, so what do you want me to do about it, okay? My oh, house. <laughs> um, Claire. And he points up, and pretty high up is another n 
photo of her. So he has to lift her up so that she can take. And she's complete. How did they even get it up this high? They could join the fucking circus. She gets down and he says, Let's go. Back to my place. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. We love a bunch of high schoolers who don't live with their parents. Okay, like what? So he helps her grab all of her stuff and brings her back to the rooftop and she hesitates outside. And he's like, What? You've already been here when I wasn't home, so do you want a formal invite now? He walks in, puts her stuff down, and the two of them head to the convenience store to eat dinner. They eat ramen, and it's honestly so cute. She's all beaten up, and she's like struggling to eat the ramen because it hurts when she opens her mouth. They get ice cream afterwards, and when they get back, Sebastian goes to sleep in the gym so that she can sleep upstairs in the shed. And it's just like this really cute, cute little moment, okay? Yeah. Aww. And they all sleep downstairs, and you sleep upstairs. <laughs> but at the same time, we see Oscar going through screenshots on his phone that he had taken from Claire's phone. Messages between Claire and her twin brother. Pictures of Claire and her twin brother. He had texted it to his phone and then deleted it off of Claire's phone. So he's got all the evidence that they're twins now. Oh, so it is him. It is Oscar. Wow, this man. Oh, yeah. But the next morning, Claire makes, what's his name, Sebastian, a cute little kimchi fried rice with eggs, and it's like so cute. Then they scooter to school together. And at On a the red, same scooter? No, two separate scooters side by side. Aww. And at a red light, a Rolls Royce pulls up, the window comes down, <laughs> and Jay is like, hey, Claire. Sebastian? <laughs> Jay? Hey, Jay! Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's all ruined when Claire goes to her locker and sees a note. Auditorium after fifth period. <laughs> You're kidding me. Yeah, right she rolls her eyes. So you can hit me with bricks again? Okay. <laughs> okay. Then she approaches Rachel to tell her everything. Okay? You can do whatever you want, Rachel. You can beat me up like last night. You can put new photos of me everywhere. You can try to get me kicked out of my living quarters, but I'm not going to leave this school so Keep it up. Rachel walks off. Meanwhile, Jasper comes to find Oscar at school. He comes with two adult bullies. Okay, so Jasper is in his wheelchair and he comes with two adult bullies and he gets Oscar to come outside. We had a deal. Oscar's pissed. Hey, should I remind you again who the f you are to tell me what to do? What do the cops say to you, Jasper? I don't f no? Isn't that something you should ask your dad instead of asking me? He's the police chief. I got sad. That's why I'm visiting you for some answers. Who did this to me? I get it. You're emotional. But fuck off and wait for my call. Oscar's about to walk off when one of the bullies tries to grab him and Jasper's like, don't. Let him go. And the adult bullies ask Jasper, why is he so scared of Oscar? He's such a little fucker. I know. I hate him too. But I can't touch him. If I touch him, I'll get wrecked. So the three, Jasper, who no longer goes to the school, and the two adult bullies, they go to the gym to hang out where they're throwing hoops, okay? They're shooting hoops. I thought he can't walk. From his wheelchair, okay? And Jay comes and breaks up the party. Sebastian is also asleep in the little risers, but no one can see him yet. Jay comes, hey, sorry to break up the party, guys, but this is a school gym, and none of you guys are students or faculty. Are you out of your mind, rich boy? 
Jasper, why is everyone at your school so fucking bitchy? Come here, bitch. And they start poking Jay's shoulder and he just stands there and Jasper watches. Here's the thing about Jay. There are so many times in this series where he's about to get beat the fork up and Sebastian has to come save him, but for some reason he's not scared to lose his life. Yeah. Like he always be saying a lot. I think it's that rich dude aura. He like really is like, you know what? I'm going to say what I want to say, but got nothing to back it up. <laughs> nothing but a Rolls Royce, okay? <laughs> and I don't even think they drive that fast. The gangster knocks Jay onto the ground and is about to beat him up, but Sebastian stops them and Sebastian starts beating them up. But I guess in that moment, he becomes so angry, he gets both of the adult bullies on the ground and he's like literally about to pummel their faces in, but Jay stops him. So this is where we see a little bit of descent into madness in Sebastian. Like something is going on. Once he gets violent, it seems like he's, he's gonna fork shit up with bullies. Yeah. Jasper sees this, and I don't know if he realizes this, but but if anyone has the ability to do what they did to him, it's probably Sebastian. Meanwhile, Claire is getting more letters in her lockers to meet at the auditorium. But that's weird. Everyone's going to the auditorium for fifth period. Huh. Huh? There's a monk that's going to give a presentation on the big screen. Claire goes, and the whole auditorium is filled with students. And his presentation is cut short because there is a phone video, like a shaky iPhone recorded video that plays on the screen of William Park, her brother, sitting against the ledge of the window. It's taken from the ground floor outside the school. And you see a black hooded arm push him. And he falls to his death. And someone released it? And the students are hysterical. The teachers are trying to run to turn it off. They're telling them to go back to class. Sebastian is looking for Claire, knowing she's going to be the most distraught. She's not moving. She's like frozen. The video is passed to the police and a few things are clear. Someone took this video from the ground floor. That someone is at least not the person who pushed William. They could be working with them, but they're not the killer. But you can clearly see that William was pushed. They don't understand why they would release this only now and in front of all the students. But all they know is the case is going to be reopened into a murder investigation. Detective Janet feels like shit to Claire. So the investigation is going to be reopened and the police chief, Oscar's dad, puts Detective Janet in charge of the whole investigation, which is kind of odd because she's not in the homicide unit. Even her captain told her to stand down, but the chief, who is higher than the captain, like top dog, tells Detective Janet to handle it. So I don't know. I don't trust Oscar's family, so I don't know what this guy is playing at. I don't know what the vibe is. I don't know Oscar's relationship with William, so it's just very weird. Now, the police arrive at the school that day, and a couple of things have developed since then, right? Claire is an emotional wreck, obviously. She just saw the video that is proof and evidence that her brother was pushed and then the second thing is, Jay confronts Oscar about being the guy in the gray hoodie. And Oscar admits to it. He admits to bonking Claire on the head with the brick, but he says that Claire was just pissing him off. And we see almost this creepy childlike essence to Oscar. Where he's like, Hung, you can't be mad at me though. She's just really pissing me off. And it's just very unhinged, very creepy. And how does Jay feel about that? He doesn't like it. He's realizing that Oscar is not the nice friend that he thought he was. Maybe he knew this before he lost his memory. But now, now it's like weird. 
The police arrive at the school to investigate and question all of his, all of the students. Claire is actually the first one called, which gets a lot of the students thinking that it's weird because if William died before she was even transferred, why would they want to talk to her first? Mm -hmm. They sit down with Claire and first they apologize. They said that they wanted to talk to her first so that they could apologize for not investigating this earlier as a homicide case. Wow, police apologizing? Yeah, crazy. That's the first. Well, it's just Detective Janet, really. The oh. Ricky cop is like, mm, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna slaughter some animals for lunch, okay? And Claire is like, we, I don't care, okay? We have to find my brother's phone. Um, we would like to ask, do you know anyone that would want your brother dead? Are you really asking me that right now? When all these people have hidden their motives and evidence and all of that, you wanna ask me now if there's anyone that wanted my brother dead? Do you just remember on FaceTime what your brother looked like when that person came into the room? Did he look excited or upset? Did he look like he knew that person? <sighs> Nothing really stands out to me. Okay, well just let us know if you think of something. But the video, why do you think that person didn't release the video until now? And why would they do it in the way that they did in front of all of the students? Claire, it's a mystery to all of us too. We're gonna investigate this case, but please don't investigate on your own. We are here now to investigate. Which is like so rich, okay? But that same day, AJ, do you remember William's ex-girlfriend? Mm -hmm. She shows up at school for the first time in like 10 years because she's a trainee for an idol agency, right? <sighs> and she's walking through the hallway and her best friend, Blonde Yuna, now hero's right-hand woman, okay? She's walking with her and she's like, oh, school smells. I got a gas. She runs into the bathroom and starts throwing up, which is the, weird. The trainee? Yeah, keep this in mind. Now, Sebastian is questioned early on, and the detectives had heard from multiple students that William's arch nemesis in school was Sebastian. They even got into a bloody fight freshman year. Really? We did get into a fight, but I don't kill everyone I fight. Why did you guys get into a fight? He challenged me to one. His freshman year, we were the best fighters in our class. It was not ill intent. But you were also the one to find his body. Why were you there again? I was feeding the cat. I already put that in the report. Ah, yes, the cat. Now, who is the closest to William Park? Oscar. Oscar was his closest friend. So the detectives, they're not happy with this because that's the police chief's freaking child. Meanwhile, Claire gets a call from her brother's adoptive parents to come pick up some of the brother's stuff. Claire asked Sebastian if he can come with her. She said that the parents feel a lot better knowing the truth of what happened. She gets there and they tell her that, you know, the brother had a suitcase that they don't know the passcode to and they got rid of all of his other stuff. They the didn't know what to do with The parents say that they feel better that they, now that they found out the brother was murdered. They literally tell Claire in front of Sebastian that they are relieved that he was killed instead of taking his own life because they can show their faces at church again. This is the most like lotus statement I've ever heard. Yeah. They even say, we felt dirty throwing out his suitcase. We didn't really know what was inside because it's password locked. We didn't know what to do with it, so take it. Now that it's in your hands, we can sleep better at night. Claire takes the suitcase and she's about to cry and she's about to walk off, but Sebastian tells them, well, you killed William. What did you just say? You're glad he was killed? He's probably already dead by the time he died with parents like you. You don't wanna know who killed your child? You don't care to know 
Who killed your child? You're just fucking relieved he didn't do it? Well, you did it. You call yourself parents. Claire has to drag him away, literally physically drag him away because again, his brother took his own life, right? So it's like this whole, it's super loaded, it's a lot. He finally snaps out of it and they leave together and they sit on the ground at the gym and they open up the suitcase. The passcode to it was 0401. Claire explains that they were abandoned on April 1st. And it was always a running joke to them that their whole life was like an April Fool's joke. And inside, you just see a bunch of like memorabilia and a treasure trove of all of his favorite items, even pictures that he kept of him and Claire when they were kids. She had gifted him, to him a pistol, and that was in there, and a bottle of whiskey, which they decide to get drunk on. And it's just like this cute little moment where they are kind of bonding, but then Sebastian ends up crying because Sebastian had visited his mom earlier that day. And his mom told him the greatest joy of being a parent, the only reason she's alive right now after her other son died, is because of you, Sebastian. You are literally the only reason. And she said, being a parent is just about watching your kid grow up, become something, and then watching them grow more, become something else, and then watching them grow more and seeing them become something else yet again. And he realizes the minute that he dies, his mom is gonna die because that will all be freaking gone. So he excuses himself to the bathroom, but he runs up to the rooftop and starts bawling his eyes out. This time, Claire goes up to him and holds him while he cries. The next day at school, Claire finally meets up with AJ, who tells her, I wasn't dating William. We fake dated. I needed to make someone jealous, and he agreed. But didn't you go on vacation with him to Jeju and eat crawfish? <sighs> if I eat crawfish, I drop on my back and fucking die. I'm allergic. I don't know if William was dating someone else, or if he's just perv, but it doesn't concern me. So stop bothering me. Claire tries to figure out why her brother would lie and who he was with then because he would constantly send her pictures of like a cake at a dessert cafe and there'd be two forks reaching into the cake. So who is he dating? She goes to some of the spots that he would send her pictures of on these dates with AJ, but Clearly it wasn't AJ. And she asks the employees while showing a picture of William, like, have you seen this guy around? Now there is a student working at the cafe named Sam and says, I know him. He agrees to talk to her and they sit outside. And Sam says, you know, I still think about William a lot. He used to sit in that chair over there pretty often. You must've been close to them. I was very close with him. He saved my life. He's a really good person, you know? He's a good person? Yeah. Thanks to him, I was able to stay in school. Sam tells her that he was being bullied by Jasper, literally have eggs thrown at him for the sole reason that his parents were gay. And Keran in Korean, they were like, oh, gay in Keran because your parents are gay. I don't know, it's so stupid, okay? So they would literally egg him because his parents were gay. Oh, because Keran. Gay, done. Gay, yeah. Ah. But Sam said that he was adopted when he was eight by a gay couple, and Jasper would not leave him alone, literally, would not let him live. It just poured milk and eggs on him. But William, Chris, her brother, was the one that saved him. He beat up Jasper and his friends, and he was so strong that Jasper literally couldn't touch William or Sam after that day. And ever since then, they were really close friends. Sam is the only one that knows that William was adopted when he was younger. Sam actually knows Claire. Yeah, he showed 
him a lot of pictures of Claire, and when he saw her at school, he never blew her cover. So maybe William isn't as bad as Claire was led to believe, or maybe he's just a complicated person. I don't know, okay? But back to the other kids, we find out that AJ, the trainee, is 12 months pregnant. Her only friends, Yuna and Sebastian, are flipping when they find out. She's got the photos of the little sonograms to prove it. Yuna is mad. What about your life, AJ? What about your future? Who's the dad? My mom already knows. And the dad? I can't tell you right now. What? I mean, of course the dad is going to take responsibility. We're very close, you know. They're shocked. Yuna is not into it. She's thinking about AJ's future. Sebastian is like, mm, I'm going to stay out of it, but let me know if I can help you with anything. Oh, side note. Yuna goes with AJ to meet with her like gynecologist doctor. And in that moment, something weird happens. They run into this kid who goes into the doctor's office, this boy, looks like a high schooler, right? Walks into the gynecologist's office and they just hear the doctor losing her mind, like having a psychotic breakdown, like a mental breakdown. And then the kid runs out and Yuna's confused. And AJ tells her, oh my God, it makes sense. I know that kid. I went to middle school with him. His name is Henry. He stabbed a little girl to death. What? Yeah, I went to middle school with him and there was another girl in a class. Oh my God. They did say her mom was a gynecologist. I didn't know her that well, but she rejected the guy Henry in front of everyone and he found her at night, stabbed her like 20 times. But he got no time because he was a minor. And that was the boy? Yeah. Who's running in? To see the victim's mom to flaunt in her face. What is going on? Yeah, so keep this in mind for later. Yeah, keep this in mind for later. There's all these twisted people. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Jay goes to meet with Sebastian, and Sebastian's confused because Jay keeps taking him to all these little activities. So they go on like a Porsche little racing track, and they're speeding around. We find out that Jay was learning how to like, I don't know, Formula One drive <laughs> when he was younger before he got into the accident. He said he had no recollection of any of this, but I guess it's like muscle memory. So they're driving around on this empty Porsche racetrack in their little Porsche. Sebastian's like, I don't know how to drive. He's teaching him how to drive. It's like a whole thing, okay? Yuna catches them all giggly and happy. It's weird. Like suddenly they have a bromance and I have a conspiracy about it. I have a strong conspiracy. Oh, like... Um, Jay wants Sebastian to crash and die. No. So okay. later, Jay even invites Sebastian to these courtside basketball ticket games, and he's just being so nice. And I'm like, okay, well, we never knew the backstory of why Sebastian's mom ended up wheelchair-bound and hospitalized in a nursing care facility, but we do know that Jay lost his memory because he was in an accident. I wonder if somehow those two events are the same. Huh. Maybe he was recklessly driving or something. Oh, so he feels bad. Maybe he found out that, that it's Sebastian's mom. Because it's oh. just so weird. It's definitely a sudden shift of like, suddenly, let's be best friends. Mm. Let me spend so much money on you. <laughs> it's weird. And I'm not saying Jay is not a nice person, but it's like overly nice. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm. But when Jay comes back home from the Porsche racetrack, something peculiar happens. He lives in a mansion. That's not the weird part. He puts his keys down on his dresser and goes to shower. This is like routine for him, muscle memory. You know, when you walk into your house, you do the same couple of steps. When he gets back out of the shower on his dresser where he had put his Porsche key, 
is now a book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And it's a Yuxan Library School book, and it's stamped with the Yuxan, like high school book. He starts flipping through it because he's confused. He goes downstairs, asks his mom, has anybody been in my room? She's like, no, of course not, sweetie, but get ready for dinner. Your dad's almost home. He goes back up and he starts flipping through the book once more and he finds a Polaroid picture. It's two guys with two helmets on, on like two different horses, very rich people activities. One of them is him, but he doesn't recognize the other one. Okay, because he lost his memory, remember? Is it the guy's brother? We don't know, we don't know, okay? So he pockets the little Polaroid. Meanwhile, Yuna goes to meet with Sebastian. She tells him about Henry. She said she talked to the gynecologist already, and this is enough to pay for his mom's hospital bills for six months. Gynecologists make a lot of money. Wait, 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 wait. Yuna went to Sebastian. Who's Henry? The guy that killed the middle school girl, like a random, not even goes to the school. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yuna's no. just saying, like, we can, you can make a lot of money for your mom. By killing that kid? Not killing. Beating him up? Not even beating him up. She said the doctor just requested that he come to her and apologize on his knees. Oh, man, Sebastian is turning into like a hitman or yeah. something, huh? So we find out that um, she actually, the mom found them when she was coming home from work and she saw Henry stumped over Esther's body, stabbing her 20 times because she literally just didn't want to date him. That's the only reason. And he dropped the knife when he saw the mom and said, call the cops if you want. I don't care, I'm a minor anyway. And it worked, he got away with it. So all she wants is an apology. And Yuna even tells her, look, I get it. I get what you did to Jasper. And you know, I'm the first person to think that they deserve more. I think these people deserve to die, you know? But we gotta be careful. We don't want the police getting involved, right? Right, sorry about that. I'll. Tone it down. Okay, just scare him a little, get him to apologize, and you'll get six months for your mom. Yeah, sounds good. So they shake on it. It's a freaking deal. Now, there are a couple things that happen, and I'm gonna leave you with the cliffhanger, okay? The first thing that happens is that William goes to school and puts down the photo that he found in the book on Oscar's desk. Hey, do you know who that guy is in the photo with me? Oscar looks around and he hides it in his book. What the fuck are you doing? Where did you get this? I don't know. Are you crazy? That's William Park. And he leaves and Jay follows after him very confused. But I don't know, I kind of have the feeling that Oscar put it there. Because Jay does confront Oscar about knowing that he bonked Claire on the head. Like, Oscar's weird. I feel like he's playing games. Mm. He's also jealous that Jay is getting closer with Sebastian. Like, the guy is weird. Sebastian goes, cancels his basketball game that he had agreed to go with Jay on. Not important, the courtside tickets. And he goes to where Yuna told him to go. Henry is working at his dad's auto shop, and he's going to be alone that night fixing up a car. His dad's not going to be there. Nobody else is going to be there. He goes in, ties him up. Beats him up a little bit. Not really, just kind of slaps him around. He doesn't smash his foot like he did to Jasper, though. He just kind of scares him and demands him to go apologize to the victim's mom. He then calls Yuna that Henry would go to the hospital to apologize tomorrow. Yeah, but a fucker like that deserves to die, doesn't he? Yeah, well, this is all we can do. And just when we think, just when we think we know what happened, 
we see a shit show commotion. Blue red lights surrounding. We see the outside of a body shop. The CCTV cameras have been foam painted. So you know you can wear a mask and you can like spray paint the CCTV cameras with like foam so it blocks it. There's a bunch of people in hazmat suits walking in and out of the body shop. And we slowly pan in and through all the police and through all the forensics teams. And there is Henry sitting on the chair, dead, murdered. So we don't know if Sebastian has finally lost his marbles or if something or someone else happened to Henry. And that is the end of high schoolers who live um, like 25 lives. Um, what do you think of the show? How do you compare it to I The like Glory? It. I like it, I like it. I like it more. I like it more too because it's very high school -y. It's unexpected. Yeah. It's a lot of mystery. It mm -hmm. keeps you on your toes, like keeps you wondering. Like, yes. Glory is more like you know what's going on. Like, yeah, the glory. I think the acting is phenomenal, and you get yeah. so into the characters and into their lives. But I do love the high school setup of this, even though it's so far fetched and never in a million years would happen. Yeah. I think it's very well done. Yeah, a lot of mystery. I yes, like and I still don't know who I like. I still don't know who's evil. Yeah. Yeah, I still I'm still so suspicious of everyone. Yeah. It's so interesting. I feel like I'm in a creepy Korean boarding school. What are okay. your thoughts? And are you guys excited for part two that's going to be out soon? So make sure to stay tuned for that. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye.